0: Our favorite time of the week. High school sweethearts turned married couple with two kids.
2: Join us for a conversation on life, parenting, marriage, and more.
0: Welcome to Close Enough.
1: Welcome, 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 welcome back to another weekend with the Thomas family. Hello. Shout out to everybody that listened last week. We appreciate you very much. Appreciate sharing. Ben Miller shared the podcast. Shout out Ben. Thank you. Then the usual, Seth, Jason, you know the squad.
2: The squad. Thanks for sharing.
1: I'm happy. This is uh, at night. We the last couple of nights we have tried to sit down and do this, and we. I came down. Here. We, we both said here last night. Like, you know, let's just go to bed.
2: It was two nights ago. I walked all the way down these stairs with was it every. Two nights ago? Yes, with every ounce of energy I had left in my body. And I get here, and Gary was like, you know what? I was like,
1: damn it. I was yawning when she sat down. Yeah. Oh, we want to be vibrant, happy, <laughs> super dandy for you guys.
2: Super dandy.
1: Or wow, just close enough.
2: Just close enough. I, I'm going to be honest that I'm not feeling super nor dandy, but I'm going to be.
1: But you're on the I'm, mend.
2: I think, think so.
1: It's uh, If you, we don't ask anything of you, except if you like what you hear, share it, tell a friend. Write a letter to Congress. Something. I don't know. However you feel like you can support us, we appreciate it. Or just listen. Just listen. Listen in silence. <laughs> uh, a lot of listeners from Denmark last week. <laughs>
2: what? That's not real. That's
1: 100% real. You always say that like it's a I just real. think it's True. odd.
2: Speaking of odd, mm. I got a postcard yes. in the mail unmarked from California, San Diego.
1: And it was like a happy inspirational one
2: like you matter what you do matters and i was like that's amazing it is amazing i don't know where it came from but thank you rando person who did that i appreciate that need that message
1: yeah i like that i like those uh things on tiktok and you know the little clips of people that would just walk up and hand somebody a note and walk away yes and they film their reaction oh now granted it's for views i don't know how like um authentic that is but that's a that's a pretty cool thing
2: yeah it you know you see like the memes and discussions about people who are doing charity things like there's that one guy who's really big charlie maybe yes yeah but everything he films everything yeah and that's a little like go you because he's like changing people's lives but also
1: it's a double-edged sword because he gets the money from the films to help the like he has to have that so yeah But like Mr. Beast is the one that
2: most people think the,
1: yes, just because the
2: first to start doing, I don't
1: know, but he, I think he really capitalized on that. Plus he's authentic. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't live in a big house, drives a Tesla, but just because he says it's environmentally conscious whatever. But like he, one, he just loves making videos and two, he has no association with money. Like, as a 24-year-old or whatever he is, that's odd to me. Like, he he said he did have a nice house and stuff, and it got broke into, so.
2: Do you think, is he autistic? No. Oh. Like, when you say no association with money, like, he doesn't understand, like, its significance, or he personally doesn't? Um, he, he
1: personally doesn't, like, okay. want, okay. Flat. he's not materialistic. Gotcha.
2: That's cool.
1: A lot like me. Shit. Not because I'm rich, and <laughs> it's just because I, <laughs> I'm not in a position to be as materialistic up. as I'd like to be. But...
2: Do you think things like that happen, like in the eighties and nineties, and we just don't know about it because we didn't have video?
1: Sure. Maybe <laughs> had, had, she she gave me some weird signs. She's over coughing and dying. <laughs>
2: dying. I'm sorry. I was. Try- I don't know what the signal is. We don't have like a button. It's all area. I, ha- I have a I button. Wanna, like oh, cough. She doesn't touch. have a button to touch. No. I have no buttons to touch. And also, she's
1: just looking away from me at the wall.
2: Well, my feet hurt. Oh, they're my legs hurt. (laughs) Everything propped up. All right, let's let's
1: dig into the cult of personality here. The what? Cult of personality. Oh, Okay. Cult of personality. I don't know what's happening. That's CM Punk. I know. Okay. I know that's a real song, but it's it was CM Punk song.
2: That was awkward. What Um, do you you want to dig into?
1: So Abby um, dipped her feet in a cult.
2: (laughs) I Carrie wants to start a cult. I'm gonna be your girl that will taste test. We'll <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> little
1: with a little sampling? I want to sample that um,
2: for free. It was free. That's my love language. Yeah. So I was
1: it, it, all in. Is it free now? And she is that's free where I try to get you. That's, that's how that cult works. We're a great community. Anyway, it Abby went and did CrossFit and hats off. Round of applause. <laughs> Abby went every morning. Monday through Friday, 6.15 a.m. Mm-hmm.
2: Six. Six. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying it was six. Um, so I was, I've been very hesitant. I will confess and admit that like, I had this thing. Like, I was super. Remember when Zumba was a thing? And I was like, I'm not ever doing Zumba. That yeah. seems like a cult. That is stupid. And I, I think I went to one Zumba class and I was like, I was correct. Not for me. Um, But I've always been interested in CrossFit, but also did not want to like it because of the stereotype of CrossFit people, CrossFit, people talk about CrossFit. You know, it's like what Kenny Power says. What's Kenny Power? I'm sure this is so intellectual.
1: He says he plays real sports. He's not, a, he's not trying to be the best at exercising.
2: <laughs> so it, um... Turns out, like when people were describing it to me, I'm like, oh, I've been doing those workouts just like on my own, um, where you do some sort of compound lift to start your workout. It's not a lot about like cardio, extensive list cardio, where you're doing like a long sustained cardio. You're doing something very short burst, not necessarily hit, but um, then you do these things called Metcons. And it could be any combination of exercises where there's lifting involved with some sort of um, like time factor, whether that be as many rounds as possible during um, an X set time, or you're doing it during um, something called EMOM. Every minute on the minute you start.
1: All these fancy little catch words. I I like it though.
2: But I mean, and I knew those because of some of the folks, like I kind of, just dabbled in this on my own and learning a little bit when I started lifting weights, I started out very traditional. Like I'm just going to lift heavy. Gary got me some, um, and that's what I knew. I've only known like lift heavy, um, from playing basketball and, you know, those workouts, you know, we get really fancy and do like supersets and negatives or something one day, but it was just traditionally like, how hard can you lift three rounds of this, you know, for 10 reps. And, that's where I started. What was the name of the guy, the workout that you gave me to start out with when I first started uh, right after I had Harlan?
1: Oh, Chris Jones.
2: Chris Jones. And it was Booty like. Booty blaster. Booty. <laughs> it was just ridiculous stuff. Shout out Chris Jones. Um, and all, it was very lift heavy stuff. And I like that. But I started finding. Um, I wasn't getting bored with it. It was just like I wanted. Like I was very confused. about where does cardio come into all of this? And.
1: Yeah. Um, If you're living under a rock, here's a little brief history of CrossFit.
2: Okay. I don't know it. A
1: gymnast and a celebrity fitness trainer from California named Greg Glassman, he was training police officers in the 90s, and it was during that time he learned that high-intensity workouts utilized a number of disciplines um, so that the police officers were generally prepared rather than excelling like in bench press. Like, you know, like they were all around more fit. Uh, and his aim was to create a greater work capacity across broad time and domains. And he set up his own gym and created the term CrossFit in the year 2000. Okay. Uh, so the basic philosophy is you have a workout of the day, which that's the, the big element of CrossFit. Uh, it promises progression with challenging, scalable workouts. So that means like Abby's a beginner can do the same thing as the, the guy that's training for the CrossFit games. They do the same thing. It can be modified for each sure. person.
2: Sure. Um, which was my, I number one reason I never wanted to go to CrossFit. I would say number two reason I didn't want to go to CrossFit. I don't know how to do a pull up. I know how to do a pull up, and I know that since, like, I've not had to do one since nineteen ninety. I'm sorry, nineteen eighty eight. Uh, In gym class, right? Presidential fitness. Do like,
1: you timeout? Okay. Do you remember, like in movies and everything, you would see in gym class the typical, like they would drop the rope. You have to climb the rope to see her sure.
2: dress out? What the hell would that ever happen? Like, we didn't have I that. I think it happened. A rope? Like, in, we in other schools. There are ropes at CrossFit. I was really hoping at no point those suckers were
1: like battle ropes.
2: No, like ropes from the ceiling that you climb. Oh, no, there's no there. So, <clears throat> a couple things that I've learned. Um, Hold on! CrossFit. Before you go back, to that okay. the CrossFit
1: Games—it's a playoff. The workout of the day, who could do it the fastest? Right. Sure. Started out in 2007. Um, the first one, there's a couple hundred dollars worth of prize. It quickly escalated to prizes totaling over millions of dollars. Um, and in 2003, uh, which three years it started? There were 18 affiliates. And then now there's over 3000 affiliates world wide in the present CrossFit uh universe. So, it is a big business.
2: Yeah. Um so the the good thing is like I didn't have to think about anything. I could walk in and somebody was going to tell me what to do. That was nice cause, yeah. you know, there's been many times like I've looked at Gary like what what, what do I want to do today? Um, there was no choice like this is what you're doing this is today. It.
1: And it and but there were no other options like it wasn't like oh no i'm gonna go right i was gonna get on the treadmill like right. this is all you got to do today
2: right and there are people that i think were rehabbing some stuff and they were coming in just to get on the bikes and you know stuff like that they're kind of coming and going um there was one um female that was in there doing her own workouts and i'm pretty she could win all the crossfit games if i was concerned i don't I've never seen anything like it. She was amazing. Um, so I really like that aspect of like it took the, you know, here you don't have to think about it. Just come here and let's do this, and here's what you're going to do. Right down to the warm-up. Like, hell, I don't warm up. I walk some laps. Around. The whole
1: warm-up, like I see people, I have friends that do jiu and stuff, and a big part of in, in CrossFit is the warm-up, which is m- tougher than some people's workouts.
2: I had to run one day. <laughs> what? No okay um yeah so that was that was different um and and i like that part of it there was a part of me though that i you know by about like day three i had to realize like you know it's been a really long time since someone has like come on let's go let's get come on go harder go you know i'm like the hell are you talking to? Like it's me versus me in a gym, yeah. And,
1: and now you got it's in a group setting,
2: in, and that's different for me because I do. I've mentioned before, like exercise time is me time, but this is very social. In a way, there's a way to you know. You obviously you're doing you're you're in your own little world doing it, but, but you at room. the
1: gym we've like and for a lot of people, it's it's not a social place for you,
2: huh? No,
1: for me. Not really by choice, but I don't avoid it. Like, I talk to everybody. Wow. I, just because, I mean.
2: You've got to get in there work out and get home. I'm, I'm
1: Go home you got nowhere else to go. I'm, I'm but just I, telling. I, I mean, I, I don't know if I have a sign on me that says, hey, come talk to me, please. I would love to hear your story. Tell me about your day. But I get that. Like, you've been with me to the gym. Usually, two or three people. Easy every time I go.
2: And no one speaks to me. At
1: all, that's because you're cold and um, not very welcoming, and maybe that's just my public personality coming through. Can't.
2: Well, i I liked the Crossfits. Um, I didn't hate the fact that, like, there was a coach and stuff like that. It was humbling. So Saturday was
1: supposed to be a like group helps. Like, uh, explain it. Like it.
2: Saturday apparently there's only one class, so if you go, everybody comes at that one time so i guess like you have a team or a partner to, to get through the activities and and it's based on that so my person that i had been going with crystal um shout out crystal for the invite yes, and thank you for making me go every day um she was not going to in that day and i just didn't you weren't
1: going to show up like hey friends
2: no plus by saturday i'm hurting. Like I got up every morning and just forced my body and through that, and that was good. Like I know I I ran the most I've ever ran one day. One day we had to row five hundred meters, which you're like eh, it's it's far and it's hard. Yeah. Um, and then you had to go run. Are you in moving your feet fast? <laughs> In a rhythmic motion and propelling your body forward, something I don't do, um, 400 meters. And for the most part, I only stopped a couple times. times, um, but we did that for me. three rounds and you're supposed to be able to do it in five minutes and come back and rest. <laughs> um, I never got the rest time <laughs> ever, ever, never, ever, ever. Um, That was really hard but i mean I, you know i was like oh i did it but you're talking about a 15 minute to 20 minute time period of exercise there was some lifting before that um but which i loved i was like give me the lifting things i'll do those the inclines and the i love that i feel exercise. like
1: i missed out on some of these like zumba which is more for women i get it like red box was a bit of a cold hit
2: what's red box the movies yeah
1: i'm talking about like th- like money that were
2: Oh, you
1: know, and I'm not saying CrossFit is diminishing or going away. It's probably not, but like, and I'm pretty sure you could probably still find a Zuma class if you looked. Sure, yeah. Um, and there's still a Redbox out there, but in their heyday, they're, they're just like print cash. You know what I mean? Sure.
2: I I think you would like CrossFit. I don't know. It's social, and I'm and I'm not a super competitive person, <laughs> so you know, give me the like, what do I have to do to get out of here? Okay. I will do that because I will be compliant and do it. But am I going to try to be the badass number one? Never. Never, ever, ever, ever. But I feel like I push myself as hard as I what could. What was the name of this place again? I think it's S3. S3. See,
1: S- that's a, that could be a church. Could be CrossFit. <laughs> could be a um, farmer's market. Who's to say?
2: My, my, one of the big problems for me is it's not four minutes from my house. Like, the gym is here. And... I have a membership to this gym here, and that's hard for me to be like, eh. I'll drive here and go do that. So, yeah, and like, sort sure like said, a drop-in
1: fee if you just want to come in. Like,
2: I don't think so. I looked and I didn't see anything like that. So, um, but you know, I I I humbled myself a lot. There was a lot of humbling, but also a lot of reward and knowing what I can do with this big old fat ass. Um,
1: yeah. Hacking all that ass. <laughs>
2: so there was a pull up day. and First of all, did day. you see
1: the video I sent you of the girl doing pull ups yeah. on the thing and it listen, slipped listen went right up her asshole?
2: Listen to me. That was basically the pull up option. <laughs> yeah. That was the, that, if you can't do it, you could
1: stand, like, she was doing it with one leg, you could put both legs on it and do it.
2: I wanted none of that action. None of that. (laughs) So I was like, so he was, he was like, okay, now for a beginner, I would probably do the rings and he showed me the rings and you basically just sit on the floor and you pull yourself up. There was no, I was like, I'm like, am I just like lifting my head? What's happening? Like I, (laughs) in my head, I'm sure it looked disgusting. I'm sure it was gross. like, like, is she just like humping the floor? What's... Mm. we had to do 21 thrusters 21 pull-ups then you go back and do 15 thrusters 15 pull-ups and then you go and do nine thrusters nine pull-ups and the thruster is like a like a um squat into a, a push press back to a squat and push press
1: so Do you know what's humbling what right now the um special olympics are going on in florida oh yeah yeah and I was watching some of the weightlifting. Somebody, there's a clip on it, you know, on somewhere. This dude goes out there and deadlifts 500 pounds like it was easy. And I was like, pounds. gosh, damn. Wow. And then watching some, I'm like, what? Like this kid with Down syndrome benching like 450. I was like, man. That's you know.
2: a chromosome problem, Gary. It doesn't mean he can't be strong. I'm not.
1: <laughs> that's not what I mean. I'm just like, <laughs> shit, you know, they're, it's probably awkward for them to be in the gym or whatever. Cause I think sure, the first guy had like several sure, palsy sure. or some shit. Sure, I was like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Bitch out there shaking like a leaf and then he gets onto that bar and I'm like, whoa. That's,
2: that's wild. I'm reading. So I'm reading Hard Landings right now as a mm-hmm. part of my. Which I'm. I was going to read anyway, but. Yeah. Oh man, it is what is life like for a kid, the future like for a kid with autism. And
1: Turns out you can't just toss them into a home anymore. Oh,
2: man, it's heavy. And this whole concept of like, so you think about like Special Olympics being created like to create this play, like inclusion, right? When right. you say that word inclusion, um, but I would, based on what I'm reading right now, the benefit of other kids with Down syndrome being with other kids with Down syndrome and autism the same way and and whatever it is, whether it's cerebral palsy or whether it's I'm in a wheelchair, but that environment is actually, whereas in the past we've, we've like said, no, don't
1: segregate. That's horrible. But it's actually good for them.
2: Well, they're finding like the communities and stuff that the research is showing that communities where, um, and, and these jobs where you create a place for, multiple people with like autism for example to work it is so much more functioning and beneficial to their social life to their happiness and to their success than saying we're going to put this one um idd individual with a disability um some disability and what's the other word i'm looking for i'm blanking right now i've read the word idd a thousand times um I don't know. I'm not Delay. Um, is that what it is? I think so. Okay. I think so. Um, ideally, you're like, oh, but let's put them with the neurotypical people. <laughs> and that should make them feel good about themselves. It, in reality, it, it doesn't necessarily. So something like the Special Olympics is so amazing because it gives that opportunity and place for um, that type of community to th- to thrive within that for folks that um, IDD to compete and yeah. And share those things. The, the quote that keeps standing out to me is the girl that said, all my life I've been, she was in a wheelchair. She's like, I've been wheeled into rooms with people not in wheelchair wheelchairs, but all I've ever wanted was to be wheeled into a room with other people in wheelchairs.
1: You ever seen Murderball? I have not. It's no. crazy. Like Bert interviewed one, the guy from Murderball.
2: Uh-huh. It's
1: wild. I, think I remember he called him one day just to ask him if his dick worked. Wow. Because he's paralyzed from the waist down. Oh my God. <laughs> he said, Well, uh, my wife's pregnant, so Oh my God.
2: <laughs> of course he did. Like wow. but
1: I think that's a valid question. It like sure you is. know, like sure and I'm sure it didn't offend him. Like that's I'm glad you asked. Yep. As a matter yes. of fact, let me show you a picture of it. Oh my god. I don't think it went that far.
2: Um this book is heavy. It is hard. It is it has me like
1: Oh, I, guys, our, our kid guys, is four. I've got tech. Can we open a car wash? What about, what will be, we're going to open a laundromat.
2: Still want to open a laundromat.
1: Just opportunities. and. Um, now, granted, Harlan is four years old, and we don't know what he's going to look like here, but... You know, you're the, the basically.
2: Way. She says, "Like jobs, and, and so I'm at this crossroads with our own public education, or just education in general, for um, students at ed because we're like, why are we teaching? What you know, we're spending time throwing kids into you know I into algebra two, for example. <laughs> you know, I don't know.
1: Listen, but, I didn't need algebra two.
2: Yeah, right. So where is the really? excessive job skills and job training
1: um that's the biggest flaw with uh, or the biggest gripe i would say in the, the argument for like how our school systems are set up like oh i had to learn to play the recorder but i don't know what taxes are you know which is very broad you, but, so, no but, but like,
2: i hear you i hear you
1: I, I how just, to balance like, a checkbook whatever life skills and so then i we think swung you swung
2: so hard we swung toward like even when I read and I do things, I always try to make real world applications for my students. And the beauty about what I do is I'm teaching you how to think, which is something that turns you got to do every you day. You have to do a lot of critical thinking and interpreting words. It's kind of important. Um, so, but I do think I look at I'm talking specifically kids with IDD. This idea. Uh, or IDD, it's individuals. I don't know why I say kids with. Um, why are we not, you know, getting them used to, you know, a place where they would have to interact with others and going shopping on their own? And basically, it's like you need to start by age 11 really fostering some of those independent God, I, But spaces. I feel like
1: we didn't even do those things with Charlie Right. Guess, and she's, we're paying the, price we now. Are
2: paying the price You know, so that balance... And re-examining what we do in education, I think is really important. That's that's my big takeaway so far, um, and also understanding I need to, I need to understand more about the funding and the government because as as late as the sixties and seventies, group homes, not even group homes, institutions were still a thing, and in the early nineteen hundreds, it was nothing. Nothing for someone to come in, a a doctor or a medical professional to come in and tell a family who had a child with a disability, particularly a delay, probably like autism or something, and for them to say, you need to go put, for the sake of your family, for the sake of the community, you need to go put this child in this institution. And that was completely. My uncle,
1: like that's in my family that happened. Now, I have an uncle with cerebral palsy who was blind, Ben Wiltshire, like nonverbal. You know what I mean? And I think he was like eight years old when they they put him away. I say put him away, but it was one of those things like as a kid, I remember they would go a couple times a year to see him. Sure. You know, but they didn't raise him, you know, he – it's odd. Like, it's a super. Sure. Like, my dad didn't like going to that place because mm-hmm. it like, made him sad and, and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And I remember we went, he's in Hazelwood, which is an awesome place by all accounts. Like, it's a a rehab. And I think that's, you can swap nursing out for that rehabilitation center. Or, I, I don't know. Right. But, like, we went to, like, this um, Halloween thing or, like, fall festival there when I was little probably seven or eight years old. And I have, there's pictures of it, but I just remember like, these people are different and I didn't understand. Right. You know. Right.
2: That, so we, we swung heavy. There were some reports like in the 80s. Uh, God, what's that guy's name that always did like investigative reporting?
1: John Stossel.
2: No, but that's who I'm like thinking of, like a John yeah. Stossel type. Maybe it was John Stossel. I don't know. But they break... Open and even like the Kennedys were the first like major like voices for like institutions. Look what happened to our sister, Um because their one sister was institutionalized. Yeah. Rosemary. yes, and but but nothing was really getting done to like investigate the institutions, and there was no other option. So then it was like, okay, we'll just leave them in their. They want to be in their home, like let let them grow up in a home. But then, so we're swinging so far into inclusion, and you know, create these school environments where they're a part of every experience. But she goes through all of these stories of these students who had wonderful public education experiences and were involved in things and put in plays and, and by all means, just had you know, what I would like a neurotypical esque, a successful neurotypical type of of school experience. But then they get out on their own. And they're depressed and deprived because those, like, built-in opportunities for community—this is all about community—are completely removed from them. Right. Um, And it's scary and sad, and, like, because we swung so hard away from institutions, like, the laws don't even allow you—there are laws, like, especially in places like Massachusetts, are really strict on how you can even— uh, individuals with disabilities, like, what does that look like for them to live together? Because where do you cross the line between
1: comi- Who's taking care of who?
2: community living and this isn't really just an institution, a fancier institution? So, in day programs and job programs, and how it's so hard to get don't we a have
1: job. somewhere here in Kentucky that's like a college? The Perkins, the Carl, yeah, the the Carl Perkins, Perkins
2: yeah, I think so. I, th- I think a, a friend of mine, um, her son just went and completed like a two year like vocational program there. Um, I don't know. That's where I should have went to college. It's it's heavy. It's hard. It's a lot of information that is like swirling in my head that I feel very drawn to. I feel like I need to learn so much more about I've started some podcasts on it. Um,
1: I think we process that way different because I don't want to, like when I take that information, it's like indexed just for rec- like for. Because there's nothing actionable now for me to do, you know. At least for my son, and but I want to have that there. So I'm not like ready to burn the system down. I'm just like in the waiting room. And plus, I'm, this is what I'm studying to try to right. You know, if, if they always say, "If you want to fix something, fix it from the inside."
2: Sure. I yeah. I do think you know it, it just opens up a huge. My eyes are open to, like, a big need, a hole in something that, granted, it, you know, it's unfair that I've been in education for 18 years, and I'm just now catching Damn on to this. But, um, thank you. <laughs> um, then I'm just now catching on to where we stand on this and where it is, but I feel like so are other people. Like, she's talking about her son who was autistic, who is autistic, but who was going through, the, going through school in the 90s when, like, idea is not that old. Like it's not this age-old, you know, system law of how we treat individuals with disabilities. So to think about that, um, to be on the forefront of that, I'm sure there were a lot of things that that she's learning from. So, oh yeah, I don't think I necessarily want to burn the system down, but I'm ready to to make sure that I am. Great, I think
1: a lot of systems need burned down.
2: Sure, don't disagree. Don't disagree with that at all. I just to sit back and say, like, to index, it feels too like. The best thing she said that she did, which she was in the camp of, I can, I can, I can cure this. I, like, I, he is going to be the most neurotypical autistic kid that I have. And and so she spent a lot of his formative years, um, fighting against it and trying her best to like flashcard him to death and play and Everything that she could do.
1: To- sure, listen, I get that a hundred percent. Like, but- like you, you pray, you, you wake up, and he's normal. Sure, but I, here's I the mean, thing: all but-
2: the time, like, I think we're, I think we're over this. I think we're past it. Like, it was a phase. Or we something. grew out of it, a- right? There were times when he was like two or three that I was like, I think you know, I think he, you know, he did this and this today. But yeah. when it comes down to it, he's still reciting every damn line of Toy Story from the opening scene to. Whatever, and could care less who you are and what you have to say. Yeah, you know, there are still we have like homework on a refrigerator right now that basically asks us to like, why
1: well, is he autistic?
2: Why is he? What doing? do we see that? What do we see him? that makes him that that fits him within to that criteria of autism? Um, and you know, I think it's
1: I, different now than it was before he got diagnosed. Yeah. What we see in him, yeah, because yeah. listen. This kid is the friendliest little bastard you've ever met. Like if you see him, like if we introduce you to Harlan, he's gonna he's gonna talk to you. He's gonna ask you your name. Hi, what's your name? He's gonna tell you his name, and then that's when the normal stops.
2: He probably won't listen to what your name is. Yeah, <laughs> but he's gonna ask you. Um, I wouldn't even say normal. I uh, he oh man turns out so like that whole social aspect kept me so long. From getting hit, not so long like years and years, but like I was hesitant because I'm like he does make eye contact, he does want hugs and loves and snuggles. Yeah. Turns out, autistic kids are very um social, just in their own way. Like yeah. some of their social Dude, way, Harlan is the they want it, they just don't know how to do it. They want that social interaction, it just needs to be on their terms, or they don't they don't do it the same way that. A neurotypical person is social, so he craves that interaction.
1: Oh, um, I didn't tell you this. We went to Kroger. First of all, we had a watermelon. Harlan loved the watermelon. <laughs> it was his heavy watermelon. We don't know he why. He walks or in, where. and the most traumatic thing, probably of his four years of life, to Abby, gutting this fucking watermelon. She is cutting this know. bitch up. It is and he freaks out. He Tears. does not know why she's cutting his watermelon.
2: My heavy watermelon. So
1: we go to get a new Fix
2: watermelon.
1: Fix it. We're so, walking yeah, in. That's Carleton.
2: really logical. We can't even finish this one watermelon, and we have another watermelon sitting on our table right now. Well,
1: it, that's not to be eaten. It'll rot up there. <laughs> Just um, replacing it. But, so Harlan gets himself into the cart. He knows how to do it. Like, he's been... Since he's been two, he's been too big to get his little ass in that seat. So anyway, he gets to the cart. I'm pushing the cart in, and there's a family in front of us. Hang on,
2: parent hack. You lift, you've probably seen this on TikTok or something, but you lift the part of the cart that is closest to you when you're pushing. Lift that bottom thing out. It's like a little hatch, an opening door. Your kid can crawl in. And they can crawl Babe, if out. you've
1: ever pushed a cart into the cart stall, I know that's what happens.
2: But I, it never occurred to me to lift that little hatch and let my kid crawl in until I saw it on Facebook. So okay. suck it, bitch.
1: So anyway, a family's in front of us. This dad's talking to his kid. Calls him by name for this scenario. We'll call him Jordan. Okay. We get into the store. Harlan says, hey, Jordan. And the kid just looks at him. <laughs> he says, hey, Jordan. And the kid turns and He says, how do you know my name? And Harlan didn't know what to do from there, but he knew his that kid's name was Jordan. It yeah. was, so I was like, damn, bro. I didn't I Did didn't you interact
2: that. or help or did you just walk on like a lunatic?
1: I said, hey, Jordan, this is Harlan.
2: Did the kid say, what? how did you, did you, anyone ever answer to this kid how he, oh, you know, no, he
1: no, 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 no. For all he knows, Harlan's psychic. <laughs> he
2: didn't say, hey, he you heard your name out there. He's good at remembering names or anything.
1: I don't know. <laughs> Let that kid wonder. Fuck that kid. I don't even like Jordan. (laughs) You're asking too many questions here.
2: I think I need to get you social training, too. Oh, listen.
0: With Harlan. I agree. (laughs) You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry.
1: I'm so proud of you, though. What day? So this time last year, Abby sent me a post. I was smack dab in the middle of doing 75 hard.
2: You just hit the over halfway point.
1: Yep. And now Abby's she's a, she's at one of those critical points. She's almost two weeks in. I hate it. <laughs> I woke. Do co- you? Have- I don't
2: know. It gives me routine and structure to my day. That's fine. The water is still so stupid. That's it, my That's biggest complaint. Have
1: you, one of the things people that have done it, what they say they realize is before 75 hard, they thought they didn't have much time, and now they realize they had way more time than they thought.
2: No, I told you I was very adamant. The only reason I'm getting this done is because of my privileged circumstances this summer to have a son who has full-time child care.
1: And a daughter who can take care of herself. And a
2: daughter who can take care of herself. And I do not, I am not, uh, I am working, but not by a.
1: Schedule routine.
2: Yeah. Okay. An eight to five. A, that's the only way I'm getting it done. Do I think, you know, I'm looking at like, could I potentially get a workout in daily? Yes. Could I do two when school starts? Hell no. Absolutely
1: not. I think that just add, adds to the healthier, like lifestyle change.
2: Right. I, I mean, I've I've known I could get a workout in. It's just a matter of like, because I have now added this stupid ass app on my phone. It's like, I can't fail. I got to go. Like, so this morning I woke up sick. I don't know if I'm like getting a delayed reaction to Harlan's stomach virus that he had or what. But Gary's instance, like response is here's a Zofran and I go out cold. I wake Which up. was
1: surprising because we gave Harlan one and it didn't face him when yes, he was unfortunately
2: going his bug. I was like ooh causes drowsiness mom is going to get a little nappy nap today I did not get a nappy nap that day that we gave Harlan zofran so I am knocked out like I feel drugged all day today from the zofran and just not feeling well but I got a walk in this morning and it was hot and I was miserable and I came in. And I was just like, I just need water. I don't feel good. But I really feel like either I was like having a heat stroke or dying. I don't know. I'm just now getting to where I can sit sit up. Like I slept all the way up to Moorhead and I slept on the way back. And I'm not really a sleeper that much. I don't sleep that much. But hopefully I'm getting over it. But I'm still going to get another workout in. I'm struggling with the water. I'm worried I will not get the water in today. You will. Because it's so hard. It is so hard. That's convenient. the one thing
1: that I've never found hard.
2: I don't, but when you were doing it, you were working. I think if I was at work, I could do it better. Because I have that water fountain right I'm a good my chugger. Room. I can, but it makes me, like today it does not make me feel doesn't good. sit well? But if I'm being active and I'm doing something, like I've been cleaning um, different rooms out, I I've literally forgotten to eat and drink for those times. That is not me. I am not that person. I don't understand how people forget to eat food.
1: I mean, listen, um, I've been on a good schedule about 41 years. It's yes. going to be all right. I ain't forgetting shit.
2: No. So I will go and I'm like, crap. I'll have like a whole coffee sitting there and a water sitting there. And I'm like, I've not touched either one of those. Because when my ADHD gets in its zone, things just do do their own little thing. Speaking of... Speaking of... I think our daughter has some form of ADD or ADHD just by based off cleaning out her room.
1: <laughs> yeah, Abby spent... charlie was gone to 4-H camp this week, and Abby held the fort down in, in the cleaning department.
2: I wanted... The one thing I wanted to do was clean her room out and like give her a fresh start when she gets back, and it looks good, and... Oh, my gosh. We found, like, seven different charger blocks money i found about twenty dollars plus gift cards um
1: but i think you you talk to any parent of a 14 year old
2: i think it's the girls though i think the girls are grosser than the boys
1: because oh, the they got cooties what are you talking about of course
2: <laughs> they're just like little hoarders a friend emily sent me a picture today and she was like why are girls hoarders they just keep everything so i, I don't know
1: abby that that
2: does not sound like that me. tracks
1: all the way through adulthood
2: I'm getting better, and I want you
1: Do to Do you want to tell it. everybody about your purchase this week?
2: Oh, yesterday.
1: Okay, guys. Listen, I get pictures constantly of retro furniture, couches that look like.
2: Mid-century modern. What the fuck ever. I like ugly things. they like ugly. ugly. I like I'm, ugly. Listen. I'm I'm not,
1: uh, I'm not, I don't have an artistic eye or a knack for beauty other than picking my women, Um, but Jesus Christ, this stuff is
2: If it is orange, avocado green, and brown.
1: (laughs) If it looks like baby poop smeared. I love it. We're all about it.
2: I love it. So. There is a local place that I don't go into often, number one. Because
1: she would bankrupt us.
2: Yeah, I don't have money to go in there often. And during the school year, it's just like if I've got a Saturday, I'm not. Like there was a time pre-kids, that was my ideal day was to go thrifting. And um, I, I work with some, like a young couple, and they thrift and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I remember those days of – Going and just, I like new stuff. I ain't
1: trying to <laughs> per- one, man trash is, one man's trash is another there's man's treasure. Is, I don't that, know. is that the old adage?
2: Yes, there's just something, and, and most of our stuff, you know, if I am keeping it at this point, like either I've redone it or it came from somewhere cool. But I go in there, have like this place is closing and I've redone part of Charlie's room just to like make it look neater. And she's like, I really want to redo. Decorate my room. When Charlie started decorating her room in seventh grade, she wanted like these psychedelic mushrooms. Um, she took all of my brother's old posters, so she's got like anything from Smashing Pumpkins to like Johnny Cash posters on her wall. Dazed and Confused stuff. It's just wild, and it's just messy. And she was like, "I want to like make it more cohesive." And I was like, "Absolutely, awesome." Said so this place is going out of business. Let's go see if we can find like there's a tapestry there. Let's go see what we can find for you. Well. In looking for her, I found two.
1: No, no, no. Two, you knew two? they were there before you even got there. Oh,
2: I knew, but I didn't know how much they were. So I was like, going to just
1: totally. <laughs> like, like, don't let her. She didn't just stumble upon no, these no, no, things. No, no, no. They were, she no, knew they I've were there. I've seen
2: them there. Like, they've been there for a long time. I knew they were there. I knew a lot right. of things were there. Um, But I didn't know they were and, and everything was half off. But these were not. These were like firm, price was firm. And so I was going to get them. I was like, I saw that firm on there, like, and I heard her talk to somebody else. I was like, oh, are those chairs on half off? She was like, no, sorry. That's what we have in them. That's what we need back out. I'm like, all right, gotcha. Checks, all right. So I just kind of continued shopping with Charlie, sad about my bright-ass yellow leather mid-century this modern That's where y'all need to get you
1: supportive spouse like me.
2: And Gary's like, get them. I'm like, but they're not half off. I'm not paying that much for furniture, for two chairs. I can't, sorry. He's like, do they make you happy? I was like, that's not a good reason to buy something because It wasn't this case. He said, Well just go get them. And so I told the woman, I was like, Okay, I want the chairs. So I have two chairs. Which to be fair, we didn't even we have we do not have we chairs. We needed them, yeah. We actually need two chairs. We I them.
1: fell through I broke one. And so the reason why I'm getting my stomach all mashed up so I don't break chairs.
2: Um, also, if anybody knows how to patch some, some what's that called? Trowel. Trowel.
1: <laughs> ah, yeah, we'll cover it up till we leave. Um,
2: <laughs> surprise! I don't think it works that way. We've lost our deposit a long time ago.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. So I'm really pumped about my chairs, and I found a picture, another Lord's Supper painting. I want to collect. You weird. Shout out
1: Connie on that. She got you into it. She
2: got me my first one. So I think I just want to make a collage of the Last Supper. <sighs>
1: All right. All
2: right. What?
1: It's summertime.
2: Summertime. And I'm living season.
1: Some of the things I remember most about summer is the music.
2: I agree with that.
1: If you want to get a free month of Amazon music premium, go to getamazonmusic.com forward slash close enough. The first month is on us. And we're about to throw out some bangers that we want you to listen to. I've. Got on deck here The top summer songs Of the 1990s Aww. I'm gonna throw them out at you and I just want to get your reactions Mine? hmm Okay Steal my sunshine I think that was the late 90s Sunshine
2: Yeah I mean that's That is like A song you'd hear on the radio While mm-hmm. you're driving some, But you wouldn't like Put that on your playlist And
1: some of these like Let's go early 90s The sign Ace of bass
2: Oh gosh Yes I distinctly remember in middle school, we had to walk into the gym and that's where you, that's where you sat first for the day until you got dismissed and somebody would play a radio during that time. And that was always playing
1: Uh bitch by Meredith Brooks.
2: Oh my gosh. That is straight up basketball camp, Alicia Stevens. We would sing that song on the bus where we're going like, we just loved screaming, I'm a bitch. That was our jam.
1: Notorious B.I.G., One More Chance. Mm-hmm. What year do you think that was? Uh, 1994. Jesus Christ. I was,
2: I was going to say 95.
1: Destiny's Child, Bills, Bills, Bills.
2: I don't remember that song. But I'm not like... <laughs> I just, I don't. And I love
1: Destiny's Child. New Kids on the Block, Step by Step. When? That would be 1990.
2: Okay, I was gonna say that's not, that's odd.
1: Hanson. Somebody
2: did like the lyrics, they slowed the lyrics down on TikTok, and they're like, wow, you didn't realize how accurate these lyrics were. Like, aside from the mm mbop part, but like the relationships and people changing. (laughs) That's exactly how it sounds.
1: Jennifer Lopez. If you had my love and I gave you all my, what year was that? Ninety-seven. Yeah, you are correct. Right on the money. Nineteen ninety-seven. This is this this one gets me. Tag team. Whoop! There it is. Oh my gosh! It's Again, funny. Why I'm was it? That-
2: school basketball.
1: What this reminds me of is the summer going to Kings Island. I want to say a church. There was a concert there. Quad City DJs. Shut up the train i know it's not quite well, what year do you no, think no, no. well there it is is
2: um hang on i could do this Ninety two, ninety
1: 93 is correct uh this was later christina aguilera genie in a bottle loved it this was 1998 so we were just we were in our prime here <sighs> sir Mix a lot baby got back i didn't know that was a summer hit that was not 1998 uh, Christina Aguilar was nineteen. Oh, I was
2: gonna say, "Baby Got Back" was okay. Pay attention here. Uh, I am. <laughs> you said it wrong. I didn't.
1: It oh doesn't my say what God. year this is. Um, Sir Mix a Lot. It doesn't say what year. Baby Got Back.
2: That's like
1: that's elementary school. Okay. Los Del Rio. Hey, Macarena. Meh. Could do uh, that. Spent forty six weeks at the top of the Hot one hundred chart in nineteen ninety two. Waterfalls. No, that wasn't.
2: That was. Yeah. Oh, I thought I'm moving ahead of you.
1: Number two, TLC Waterfalls.
2: I love this. I love everything about it. I wanted to be Lisa Lefti Lopez. <sighs> Get that. Number right. one is
1: wrong. I don't know.
2: What, what do you mean it's wrong? I mean, it's I, obviously based off of a...
1: Brandy and Monica, The Boy Is Mine. I, I was not... 15 weeks of the summer at number one in 1998.
2: Like, I liked TLC, but I was not a big female hip-hop, like Brandy, Monica. I, you know, I just didn't dive into a lot of that. But I was also... What year was that?
1: 1998.
2: Yeah, I had really abandoned a lot of my, of the pop stuff. It was like, I want to listen exclusively to like Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin and be that girl. But I did like my oh. alternative stuff, Bush. And
1: let's look at some, um, horrible mentions here. If you like, if you have a song that just reminds you of summer, let us know. Ooh, Toby Keith just revealed. Lisa, yes
2: Lisa Loeb. Um, shoot. You say stay, yes. That reminds me of being at the city pool when I was a youngster.
1: We've got.
2: Did you ever hear the city pool?
1: Like once with you. Um, Everything I do, I do it for you. By Brian Adams. Quit playing games with my heart. Backstreet Boys.
2: Always not a Backstreet Boys. Freak
1: like me, Adina Howard. What happened to her? I'm not sure uh summer girls by lfo miami by will smith semi charmed life by third eye blonde gin oh, and juice by snoop dog uh fly by sugar ray uh is back sugar ray forth.
2: hang on would you slow the hell down is sugar ray the one that Martin McGrath. <sighs> who's the one that like maybe no 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 who's that i get knocked down i don't know
1: that's chumbawamba
2: who is it that, like, they've recently recorded and he was performing and he's, like, irate and angry and mad at, like, the audience? Damn it. Well, who sings, um, what was the one you just said? Not chamber One, but the one before that. What, well, Fly? Yes, I just want to fly. I think it's him.
1: Maybe. We like to party. What I got. What is love. By Yamos By Enrique Iglesias. So... What's the? I wonder what it is now. Like, what's the? What because it's hard. You don't know what the summer hit is until probably like Fourth right. of July when you are like, man, that's a banger, and it's been played nine thousand um, times. I
2: love this little tradition. This is such a cool tradition. Yeah. Um. But my friend Kathy Turner and her husband every year they create a Turner family summer playlist, and everybody contributes songs to it, and that becomes like
1: their summer soundtrack. Yeah, yeah.
2: So at the time pre like you know smartphones and stuff but like we're talking cds during cds times they would record he would burn it to a cd and that's what the family would like listen to and stuff on trips and everything and i love that i love that
1: what what movie is this from 90s
2: you know i won't know this answer i don't know why you asked me robin hood nope look into my Okay. Use.
1: <laughs> so i just wanted to i know oh. summer's us. what
2: at the 10th annual tequila and taco music festival it's going to be sugar ray and bone thugs in harmony
1: that's a cash grab right there
2: wow um
1: a couple things before the end of the hour we When we get done podcasting, guys, we sit and we judge how the episode goes by how long it took. Now, we're 51 minutes in now, and it feels like we just started talking. And now, after the podcast, I get to go get ready to leave the nest. Are you excited? Not really. <laughs> like, this is what I've been saying. Now, anybody that knows me knows that my whole career, I've been, I was attached with maybe one of the greatest state troopers ever, Bobby Molly. Yep. Uh, He's like, he's like that uncle, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but he's, he's literally like my family. Yes. Like he was my surrogate dad after my dad passed away. He has a very unique relationship. Yes. Um, And I was never afraid to like him, And I think
2: it's great. I think, I think, careers need that like you have to have work yeah and he do that.
1: like i don't think he saw it in the moment but after the fact he was like i'm I'm glad you weren't a yes man yeah i'd be like you're dumb as hell that's the <laughs> dumbest shit i've ever heard in my life but me, i felt comfortable enough to tell him that
2: we could work on your delivery the truth okay. but no no no
1: no no in and that say like with him that,
2: that yeah, right it works it works it does that i don't i can't you've often said this too like it's at school i can't just walk up to and be like that is dumb as hell you have to approach there you is say some sort of, with
1: all due respect that i think that gets you out of any <laughs> scenario no, so with all due respect no, you're dumber no, than shit
2: no
0: no
1: no 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 see how it works
2: <laughs> i will not <laughs> no, but, thank
1: you. so when you know he hired me for the position i'm in now and like i learned this whole new aspect of crime in like the cargo theft world yeah. so i've got to like be immersed in that and I've gotten to go to cool places um, because he's been a presenter. You know, he was uh, very well known in the industry, both like in law enforcement, in the private industry, but he retired. There's a new sheriff in town. His name's Gary Thomas. <laughs> so
2: that was the closest to a spit take that we always had. I get
1: the invite. They want me to speak. So
2: I'm so proud of you. That's awesome.
1: So I'm preparing. I'm excited. I tell him, guess what? He's going to be there.
2: Of course he is.
1: <laughs> but he has to hear me. Like I got those. I got to a little bit of uh uh-uh, because all that shit that his presentations, guess they were my words.
2: They were your words. Yeah. So you're just outing him right here, right now.
1: He knows that. <laughs> now he has a certain flair in his uh, public speaking that I, I don't, I don't think you can get away with it. I can't. No, nor do I. That's not my style. Right. Um,
2: but you did say, like, we did have a conversation earlier about, you know, you want this presentation to go well, but yeah. you don't want to get up there and just give a PowerPoint.
1: Oh yeah, I, like I put Dwight Shrew, like the whole first half is I want to be a discussion, but that's hard. I think my time slot plays good into it because I'm like I'm not the first one after lunch, so I'm good. like mid afternoon. Good. Um, good, but far enough away from the open bar that like people aren't getting antsy and want to leave to get ready. Oh, there's an open bar. Oh yeah,
2: damn! I wish I could go. Yeah, And going will be in Memphis. I, well, I,
1: So Abby was gonna go, but just life.
2: Kids, man. We had
1: a big plan. Like we were the podcast conference that we were uh, scheduled to attend, been postponed to October. Also, I want to give a plug right now. To uh, Veercast Digital Media, they just opened up a digital studio Fair. that you can become. It's in beta. I've been trying. I've been testing it.
2: Are you a digital studio? Like, it's a studio? but so, it's no, not no, a physical no. place,
1: right? It's um, it's an interface that you use. So it like it was um, we use Streamyard. Like when I do Beers and Beards podcast, I use Streamyard, um, which I was sponsored by Veercast, but they've mm-hmm. They're like, hey, we can do that. So Matt and Tim have made their own. So we're working through the bugs, but it's uh, it's gonna, that's how we're going to record our podcast. So uh, I'm very excited for that.
2: So were we supposed to do it this time, or
1: uh, yeah, yeah, we can't. Like I don't want to okay. like say, hell, no, it's not ready yet. But that gotcha, you can gotcha. sign up now, and as you know, there's beta testers like old oh, like me.
2: So what are you gonna do in Memphis when you're there?
1: So um like the only night I've really got free is is tomorrow night. Okay. So I don't I don't know. I'm hoping somebody wants to wine and dine me.
2: Wine and dine you?
1: Yeah, and it's you know, you get these industry people, them corporate credit cards take you out.
2: You gotta you gotta make connections here. You gotta reach out. Who are you talking to? I'm a oh, networking team. I'm sorry, king.
1: sorry, you'll make eye contact. You me. talked about how I I mean, we just went over how I am at the gym. Imagine a place where they actually know who I am. <laughs>
2: Excuse me, I have totally. You're excused, lady, you're excused. Totally underestimated
1: you. <laughs> um, so yeah, and it was weird because when in the people from Tappa, thats where we're going to—it's uh, like this is the biggest one they have had as far as people that are going to be there. And I'd like to think it's because they heard out, they saw the roster, and they're like, "Oh, Gary Thomas is going to be there. We can even go listen to him."
2: Is there like a? Is there a, like a playbill a poster and you're like in some like there's an agenda cheesy. and i'm on <laughs> <laughs> it
1: so you know i had to send my headshot in
2: yes it's so cute can uh, that be our podcast sure this week
1: I'll, yeah cutie um but i was like i was talking i'm going with steve spurlock you gotta work with and, I, and i'm like we got to give a headshot and a bio and so, I
2: got excited because I was like, "Oh, come home and we'll have a photo shoot." And he was like, "No, no, Abby, we have like IDs and stuff." Yeah, I have a work
1: picture to use <laughs> glamour shot. We went to the mall and got. Oh my god! <laughs> you know the ones with the when the guys would do it, they like they'd hold their collar up. Yes. You know, pop.
2: Oh my gosh! Bring back the glamour shots.
1: Is it not a thing anymore? I don't think so. I don't think so. It I, I
2: mean, I don't even know our malls. I know. Like our mall, our malls. Well, being Amazon's built? killed everything. Right, no. right. Our- malls are closing at a rapid yes. pace because they're yeah. so
1: damn expensive. Sure, like to upkeep. Um.
2: Yeah, a part of that. So, like, that's like a, a community, like a place to hang out and to like hang out with others. But nobody does that anymore.
1: Yeah, we never had a mall, in small town Eastern Kentucky. No, we had the mini mall. The mini mall. It was literally just a little connector between like roses and the other row of stores.
2: But it had and like,
1: it good. wasn't even like all the stores were connected. Like, you know, it was like that one breezeway. It was like the sundry store and the music store. It was in that. The sundry store.
2: Oh, yeah. I distinctly yeah. remember seeing the fountains.
1: Yes. And I don't know that I ever got I, those drinks. I was going to
2: say, I never, whatever drink that was, I didn't get it because it was probably like you're getting an ice water. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. You'll be fine.
1: So, <laughs> damn, I missed that.
2: that, that just what was really the music was store there? Couldn't tell you. I, I mean, I remember on cue and Main Street Music is as far back as my brain can go. Yeah. So I can't remember anything else from that. Remember Thunderstorm?
1: It's awesome. I remember Roses going out of business, and my sister shouted, "Amy, fortieth mm-hmm. birthday this week."
2: I bet she didn't want you to say that.
1: Forty, she old as hell. <laughs> um, Join us, Amy. Yeah, forties.
2: It's liberating. We are
1: almost AARP age. Um, but she bought Tim McGraw's Indian Outlaw CD. Oh, and it was like four
2: bucks. <laughs> the whole CD. <laughs> oh, yeah!
1: Yes. And you know, when you bought it, it, had, it would be five foot long. It was in that holder. <gasps> yes. <laughs> yeah. That's core oh, memory yes. unlocked.
2: Wow. And they would have to, gosh. Yeah.
1: It was like the anti-theft device.
2: Yes. Now they've gone to stickers. Wow. That hit. Wow. I totally <laughs> forgot about those. I'm going to I am. linger with that for a second. That was a good memory.
1: And that's how we're going to end it this week. See <laughs> if protector. you made it this far, I love you to death. If you appreciate what, what we bring to the table, you like us in the least little bit, share it. Tell somebody I'm trying to up them numbers.
2: Give us some feedback. Yeah.
1: We'll uh, I know people listen. I get the report every week. Sometimes I check it every day just to see, you know, if the world, if the internet still likes us. Do, they they do.
2: Does it does it do better when I share the podcast?
1: No, because it it does better in the first. Like apparently, people know that it's at like their um, whatever podcast app. It says you know there's a new episode. Cool. So the first after we release it, the first few days are the best. Okay um but then it rallies on the weekend like it rallied yesterday i always listen
2: i always binge listen to everything what do you listen to right now what's your podcast
1: the um busing with the boys
2: yeah you have a new one yeah busing with the boys yeah
1: you know what that means they're in a bus that's Uh, what what i assumed they're in a bus it's two nfl players yeah uh will compton taylor Luan. Luan, i don't know how you say his name they're funny that sounds like, good. super funny. The clip, if you've not, seek out this clip from the Pat McAfee show this week.
2: Oh, my gosh. Just
1: Google Pat McAfee and Owen. Owen's an eight-and-a-half-year-old boy who calls in the Pat McAfee show, tells him how much he loves him and appreciates how he's inspirational, how he talks about sports, how he talks about his life, and then there's a plot twist. I won't spoil it for you. I want your general reaction. Um,
2: Don't listen to it in, in public or in front of your kids. Nah,
1: that's not – um
2: Unless your kids are used to language.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. It wasn't. United States is the number one country that listened to this week. The number two country. It was not Denmark. What was it? Belgium. So shout out Taiwan, India, Germany, Mexico, Belgium, and Albania.
2: Hey, we love you. Friends. Invite us out.
1: (laughs) I'm going to Memphis. Abby's going to have a wonderful week. We hope you have a wonderful week. Yep. I love you. I love you. And I love you. We'll see you next weekend.
2: Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to Close Enough.
2: Leave us a like on our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at Close Enough Pod.
0: Consider giving us a share and review on whatever platform you found us on.